This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Honor the victims, celebrate the heroes. That's Genius Book Publishing's approach to true crime. Covering some of the most important cases in crime worldwide, our books never glorify the killers. From the Melissa Witt case all the way to the Golden State Killer and the Zodiac, if you're looking for solid, meticulously researched, thrilling true crime, look no further than Genius Book Publishing's catalog of titles. Visit GeniusTrueCrime.com for the best true crime books available. Also available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Lockhart. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in dark places. We're going to try something new today. We, of course, love to expose death fetish producers and their true identities, and we love to honor the victims of death fetish predators here. But we want to remind everybody that we are also in the middle of advocacy work. So we are still going into various death fetish forums pretty much daily and collecting data about what the website is, who runs it, and what's going on in there. Darkfetishnet.com is a website that we are super interested in and have been actively working out of. The cannibal cop and his associates were all plotting kidnappings and murders, and this is where they met. Bunch of creeps. Mm -hmm. So we have multiple decoy accounts in this website. And according to the website registry, Dark Fetish Net was first registered on August 28, 2009. It belongs to a man who calls himself Saran, and I believe he's based in Russia. He complied with the FBI and gave up chat logs in the cases regarding Gilberto Valley, Dale Bollinger, Christopher Ash, Michael Van Heis, and Richard Meltz. So the FBI knows about Dark Fetish Net and has used it in its sting operations. This is public knowledge. Yeah, so you would think that the death fetishers would be, I guess, like careful or cautious while on this website since there's all these um, criminal charges that have been brought against these other fetishers for plotting to kidnap and murder women in these websites. But these guys are like a special breed of stupid because they're not careful on dark fetish net they're still in there like trolling for willing victims they are i imagine them like do 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 i'm here to find a victim do 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 yeah they're uh, back in the stone age and in intelligence level apparently that's how i like to envision them i deal with dark topics with a little bit of humor and so it helps me to envision these uh death fetish predators as a little bit you know archaic barbaric Kind of like you said, Stone Age idiots. 
Well, yeah, you know that the FBI is doing sting operations in here. You'd think they would be a little more cautious, but they're not. And like LaDonna said, we're in there still pretty frequently. And so on one of my routine passes through Dark Fetish Net on September 7th, I logged into one of my decoy accounts and I started clicking around on the site. I'm going to paint a picture for you here. So on on my decoy account, I have a profile, okay, and it's pretty bare. I just have like one uploaded photo of a woman, and that's all I'll say about it so that I can keep this decoy account. But I really haven't listed any information about myself in this profile. It's just a picture. It's one picture of a woman, and apparently that is enough. It's enough to attract a large amount of messages from the fetishers. I just, I get a kick out of that. I mean, my profile in there, I'm not going to talk about it because it would give it away, but it's, it's pretty bare, so to speak. And you're right. They just flock to it like a bunch of horny teenagers. Well, they're just desperate. And like simply being a woman in that environment is going to get you a lot of unwanted attention. And I guess to some degree, that's true about a lot of different dating websites. So anyways, I was scrolling around in there and all the usual stuff is in there, all the usual suspects. There's this news feed on Dark Fetish Net. So it's almost like Facebook. You log into your profile and you've got, you know, all your stuff at the top, your messages and your pictures and things, but there's this news feed that shows you what other users have been uploading. And because it's dark fetish net, it's full of these disgusting photos of women being tortured, murdered, cooked, eaten. I mean, the torture pictures are horrific. Like there's women with long metal rods sticking out of all sorts of places. There's women being hung. There's Obviously, women do not look like they're awake. They look unconscious, dead, just in very strange positions. And then there's all these comments on the pictures where the users are talking about how delicious the body is or what they want to do to that girl. And I mean, I know we go over this a lot and it's super gross, but there's also, you know, on the side panel, all the different categories of death fetish pornography. And so that's what it looks like when you log in there. And it's disgusting. I'm sure you've experienced this too, LaDonna. But like, as soon as I log in, the message count just starts piling up with new messages. And so I feel like there's some way for people to see who's online or something. Yeah, that's what I think. I've never really tried to look for that feature, but it has to be something that's in place because the minute I log in, it's like message, you know, and it's. I'm almost to the point where I don't want to read some of these messages because it's just people that want to kill me. He wants to cook me, you know, but I do think that they're watching and it, it is a little creepy. Yeah. So when you go in there, like all of a sudden your inbox is being flooded because somewhere they can see that a lady has logged in and every message, every ding is like another death threat, basically. So I just want to be clear here that I did not go, like, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't message anybody. I was not in the chat room. I was not talking to anybody. These were unsolicited messages. But 
I go in there and I read them. And one of them was titled, What Excites You? What Gets You Wet? And it was from, yeah, so gross. It was from a user that I had never seen on there before. His username was Dr. Spit. So I'm going to take you along in my pocket and we're going to read the message because this is, I mean, it just turned into a whole thing here. So on September 7th, 2022, Dr. Spit sends the message that says, what excites you? What gets you wet? And I open it up and the, um, the body of the message says, always looking for a willing, quote, volunteer, end quote. If you seek more than fantasy, contact me via Wicker. My username is Spit and Gut, and I'm located in the Midwest, USA. And then the signature says Dr. Spit. And I can see um, his little profile picture is just like this big metal rod. I, I mean, I guess it's a metal spit. That's what it looks like, yeah. So let's just unpack this here. This man sent out this message without any sort of indication of who he could be writing to. I could have been an FBI agent. I could have been like a big fat guy. I mean, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me from Adam. So like he's I just have to believe that he's in Dark Fetish Net writing every single person who appears to be a woman unsolicited right I'm hoping and praying that he finds a willing volunteer which okay I just have to say this I mean you would only be a one-time volunteer you know it's not it's gonna be multiple times because he wants to kill you and so you only need to be willing for one day yeah that's right one hour this troubles me he doesn't know who he's writing to but he makes something very clear right up front and it's the argument that we've had from day one So the fetishers claim that it's all fantasy. But the first thing he says is if you seek more than fantasy. Okay. Yeah, he's very clear. This is, he's going to tell you his physical location and he's telling you, I want to kill you. And it's not a one-off situation. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other guys like this one. And so it's not just fantasy. He's looking to make this a reality. Absolutely. I have a problem with this big time. This guy is a creep. So I think, Alicia, we need to take a look at his profile. I think we need to walk the listeners through that. I think we should, yeah. So his nickname, Dr. Spit, we know he's male. He's from the United States. Who I am, this is the about me section. I am an ordinary, boring guy with twisted, deadly fantasies. Oh, this gets gross. Anal and vaginal impalement, gutting, knives, into bellies and belly buttons and navels, CBT and castration, mixing pain and pleasure with a sexual torture, experimentation time. His favorite quote, and I kind of touched on this earlier when he said uh, willing volunteer, but his favorite quote goes along with that and it says, you only do this once, let's make it last. That is so weird. That's exactly almost what you said. It is, and I hadn't even looked at this. This is the first time I've seen it. So, psychic Ladonna. There we go. I just know these guys, these fetishers. I know them like the back of my hand now. Like you could, these are just creeps. They're all the same. His primary fantasy, though, is impaling, which gives me the willies. And 
what I like to do with people I meet online, <laughs> he says, chat and explore common interests. Well, you're not going to chat very long, buddy, because you're trying to kill them. That's like the most normal part of it and juxtapositioned with the rest of it. It's comical. It's just disgusting. He's got two photo albums, too. They have pictures of spits and tools that he would like to use on a woman that he's torturing and impaling. I mean, he's just a real gem of a guy. Just read this and I think, oh, yeah, you're quite the lovely gentleman, buddy. You're trying to start a chat with my friend here, my coworker, Alicia. You want to impale her? No, this guy. I mean, it's shocking that he doesn't have a bling victim yet. I can't believe he's having to solicit everybody still with that charming profile there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I get this message and I look at that profile and I'm like, hmm. I'm game here. I'll follow this down. So uh, the first thing I needed to know was, what is Wicker? I've never seen Wicker. I've never heard of Wicker. This was new to me. So I Google it, and I find that it's an app. Um, the app that I found is called Wicker ME. I assume it means Wicker Messaging. I think so. It's an end-to-end encrypted messaging app. And so it auto-deletes all messages that you send after six days. Ah, so that's why he wants to use that app. Right. It's a place where death fetishers can talk freely and not have their chats logged and recorded by Dark FetishNet's server. Oh, well, maybe he's not quite as stupid as we thought he was. Yeah, so this man, Dr. Spit, he wanted to get me off of Dark Fetish Net and to a secret place as fast as possible. He was trying to spirit me away to Wicker. That bastard. So I, I took the bait. I followed him over there. And we started conversing. And we chatted for about two days. This man, LaDonna, shared with me photographs of himself, photographs of his house photographs of his basement, and he shared with me pictures of tools that he said he had created himself to torture women. Wait, 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 wait. I'm still in shock here. He shared real photographs of himself and his real house with you? Well, I mean, because we're on the internet, that's always debatable, right? We need some kind of proof to be able to say this for sure. But I felt like we were off to a really good start. 48 hours and we've covered all this ground, you know? Yeah, he was just, I don't know, singing like a bird, ready to give you whatever he wanted. Because, damn, he wanted to uh, he wanted to impale you. He did. And he was so proud of all the tools that he had. He bragged to me about how he welds all the metal spits for impaling and roasting women. And I mean, I'm just so proud I made these tools so I could murder women. I mean, he's sick. And he told me that he was living alone in Kansas City, Missouri, and that he worked from home half the week and that he would want me to come over to his house uh, so that he could insert a metal spit into my mouth or my butt. Okay. And he described in great detail how the pole would go all the way through me and that it would gut me open. And um, then I would be stuck on the spit. And he described that I would naturally bleed out and die very slowly over the course of a few days. 
and that he would enjoy every single moment of that process with me. That is sick. That is absolutely disgusting, Alicia. In 48 hours, we were able to cover that much ground. And it really did not take a lot of effort on my part. I did not really engage in any sort of role-playing. I hardly gave any details about who my character was. It, It was just like he was so eager to spill all of this information about himself. It was like I didn't even need to be there. He didn't care. It was so narcissistic. It's just actually sad. He probably didn't have many people that actually had a conversation with him. I mean, he sounds like a weirdo. This guy's dangerous, Alicia. Yeah, he is. I went ahead and captured some screenshots of the conversations we had, and I think we should read some of them. This one that I have here up on our screen for us, I had asked him some questions about his fantasies and how they started. And so if you want to do the honors, you can, you know, you can go ahead and be Dr. Spit and I'll be myself. Okay, let's do it. My fantasy evolved out of a desire to kill myself. A slow, painful death of belly cutting. But I wanted to know how long one could live and how bad it hurt. Did you ever try? When was the first time that you remember thinking like that? So for years, high school, 41 years, I put a straight screwdriver against my belly and the waistband area, center on my body, and laid on it. It punctured me and slid in deep. I pulled it out and played with the blood, put a Band-Aid on it, and it healed. All is good for 10 years. Then I went further. Spring 1993. I made a two-inch long cut in the same area, deep enough I could put my pinky finger inside and feel my guts. I stitched myself shut in band-aids and healed, have stayed clear of further. What have you tried? Can you even believe this? No, he's sick. He needs help. So at this point in the conversation, you know, I... I was panicking a little bit because I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to sound like a real willing victim. So I just fell back on the suicidal card. I just I just told him that I had been suicidal since I was like 15. And then I I excused myself. Basically, I said I had to go uh, go to work or something. And I needed a break. This was really intense for me. Well, yeah, that's really heavy stuff and really disturbing to know that he was trying to harm himself and then he's telling you about it and he's proud of it and this guy is sick and he needs help. Yeah, so I composed myself and the next day I went into Wicker Me and I said, "How are you?" I'm trying to make casual conversation. I say, "How is your spit? How is your basement?" And he replies with, "Spit and basement are waiting to snuff a willing woman." I am willing. Will I be your first still? Okay, you will still be number one. Not sure where we hooked up at or what meat you are offering. We met on Dark Fetish Net. Remember, I live in Florida, but I was going to travel your way. You're in Kansas City, right? I am male, 59 and single, looking to do very sick and dangerous things to a female. Can you think of a way to show me that you're real? Tell me what you're going to do to me. Slide a metal pipe into your butt. 
and cut you open as I am screwing you. Will I live through it? For a little bit of time, yes. But then? You might live minutes to hours, but I doubt days. I wish to cut out your ovaries and uterus, and I'm going to cook and eat those parts. Wow, you'll have all of me. Do you want death, right? Where will you put my body when you're done eating? I do want death, but I keep meeting people who are just into role-playing. I want someone real. He replies with legs, arms. I could make good steaks. I'm willing to try. I'm worried you're not a real person, though. I'm worried you're not serious. You will need to be butchered and froze. Some of your guts will get dumped. Everyone just always backs out or stands me up. I would have to fly there. And then you'd have to pick me up. I'm ready to die. And I'm submissive. We can just keep planning until we're both comfortable. I really want this to be real. He replies with, but I would want you to fly into MCI, Kansas City International Airport. Take the shuttle to a nearby hotel. Let me know via wicker when, day and time, I will have you take an Uber, Lyft, shuttle to Zona Rosa, an outdoor mall. We could meet at Barnes & Noble Bookstore. Well, I'll need to see a picture of you before I come, though. I want to make sure that I find you suitable. I really want a man with strong hands to take my life. I want to make sure he has a handsome face. So at this point, he sends me some more photos of himself. Um, There's this picture of him, you know, standing up. It looks like he's like at a wedding or something. You can see he cropped some other people out of the picture. Looks like a real photo. It does Um, look real and it just looks... It's cheesy that he sent that one because it clearly looks like it is like it's some sort of family function. So I go on and I say, do you have one where I can see your eyes better? This is promising. And so he sends uh, like a headshot of himself. He's very identifiable in these photos. He captions the photo. It says no beard. And this picture's four years old. The other one was uh, more recent. That one was in September. 2022. So he's giving times and dates to try to um, prove to me that these are real photos, right? Yeah. And that could catch him up in the end. I think this is very interesting how foolish he is. So I, I write back and I say, I can imagine it perfectly. I think you're the one. You're still the one, baby. I say, would you like to see me? Oh, and he jumps right in and said, I would like to see you. Yes. So I go ahead and send him a stock photo of a woman. Very pleasant body and face. Very nice meat, age, and why death? Not that your answer will sway me. Your body is nice. You are offering it to me. I am 36. I've had severe depression my whole life. I just don't think things are ever going to get easier. I put on a smile for everyone, but inside I'm hollow. Ah, okay. Old enough to know. And you have tried. So let's get it over with. How soon could you get to Kansas City? Oh, that gives me chills. That's not fantasy. I will come when I know you're real. Are we looking at the weekend or the end of the month? Are you single? Oh, I'm single. Can we play a little bit before you end me? Never married. One girlfriend before the internet was developed. 
I had visions that were matched by the dulcet cartoons. What's your name? Drew. Is that your real name? Andrew. Really? That seems like a name that wasn't popular in your era. Andrew is my real first name. I went by Andy until college. And Drew after being fired by Florida Tile in about 1991. Oh, so you lived in Florida once too? I have Facebook, but real full name is there. And I don't want any ties to you via them. The authorities can have nothing on either one of us. Show me a screenshot in here. I promise I won't look you up on a search or anything. Do you have a track phone? So at this point, when he's asking me if I have a track phone, he does send a photo here. And this is a screenshot from the inside of his Facebook account. And it shows his full name in there. You can see that somebody is logged into Andrew Helgeson's Facebook account, a man who lives in Kansas City, Missouri, like he had said. He goes on to give me another link. It's uh, an article at Hemmings.com. It's a vintage car article. He comments on this article. He says, forgive the color. The scanners did not do a good job. So I replied and said, what is this? It has my full name, Lakeland, and my picture before cataract surgery removed my glasses. It's a magazine article, or should be. Oh, okay. Just a sec. I'll look at it. It's a link to an article online. So I click on the article, and I just want to see if it's real. And it's an article called Aquanet 1972 MGB Tourer. It says, Kansas City, Kansas resident Andrew Drew Helgeson purchased this 1972 MGB Tourer when it was non-running in October 1991 in his then-home of Lakeland, Florida. I cannot believe this guy sends you an article that truly identifies him like this. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. He's giving very specific details. So he's given us a full name. He's proven that the person by that name has a Facebook account that he has access to. He has sent me pictures of him that match the photos of that Facebook account. And all these pictures match the photos in the car article, which has more pictures of him and verifies other details that he gave me about prior city and state that he used to live in, right? So that's a lot of pieces there of identifying information. And just like we've seen in case after case after case, we've got a fetisher that's not so bright. So we can kind of safely say here that we've pretty well identified him. Yeah, we've got and our eyes on you, Andrew. And so the man I'm speaking with, he's either Andrew Hagelson or he's somebody who has access to Andrew Hagelson's Facebook and all of his personal details. Absolutely. I mean, this is just going to get him caught. I'm glad to know that potentially people like this would be so stupid as to provide this kind of information. It just floors me because why go to the trouble to use Wicker <laughs> if you're going to give somebody your <laughs> true identity? It makes no sense. So let's dive back into the chats here. All right. So good old Spit and Gut says, I believe I am real. 
with a real enough interest to make a spit now. The million-dollar question, can I really drive this monster metal through a woman's body? Especially one that I had relations with a few times, days, weeks, before I snuff her. Yes, I'm sure you can. Are you sure you're mentally prepared to watch me die? You won't back off in the moment, right? I need you to be strong. In the moment, I think it will be you begging me to stop. And will you stop if I beg? I can put a lamp base into a contractor's bucket and stand it up. You can then ride it down with gravity, driving it through you. Once it gets through you, you are dead in a day or three. And if you rode it by gravity, you would be mounted on it until you died. If you want me to drive it into you, I have ideas on doing that. And I have read medical journals where people puncture their guts and get off on it and then pull their toys out of their guts. The pain changes as it goes through and the pain goes away. Infection starts in in about 12 hours and that pain brings them to a doctor. I want you to tell me what you will do with my body. I want to cut off your labia and maybe cook it and eat it. Your nipples and clit, too. I want to screw you in every position we can, sometimes with a knife at your neck or breasts or belly. Have you ever tasted girl meat before? No, not living. Why have you waited so long to try it? I do not want to go to prison, and that has been the biggest fear, challenge for me. How can we make sure that we do this right? I've been looking for a suicidal woman for at least 20 years. Is it legal if I'm suicidal? No, not in Kansas. But in Oregon, I think it is. I'm so sorry. This sent me into a fit of laughter when this happened because I was like, Oregon, the promised land for all death fetishers. I just immediately thought of Carl Coleman. Mm-hmm. No. And John Marshall Washburn. And oh my gosh, there's so many fetishers in Oregon. It's sick. Yeah, it is disgusting. So I don't break character because he can't see me laughing. So I say, where will we do this? He replies with, in Kansas City, in my basement, with a sexually aroused, enema cleaned out and showered woman. That's me. When do you want to do this? How much time do you need to prepare? You want this, so there will be a struggle at the very end, and some loud groans and moans. Will this be special to you? Yes, it will be special to me. How many ladies have come to me and said, make your dream come true? None. I am on vacation. Had an HVAC tech do a service today. So, can you be here Thursday morning? As in next Thursday? January 5th? How about 1229? Uh, no, I cannot be ready to die by tomorrow. I work in an office Tuesday and Wednesday. Rest of the time, I'm in my house. If I came on a Thursday, we'd have some days together before you had to go back into work then. So, get to Kansas City on Wednesday night. Hang out at a hotel on Thursday. We meet that night, and I take you home after dark. Why go to a hotel? My job is in Grandview, Missouri. It's about 45 minutes away, or about an hour's drive to the airport. The airport is under renovation. The parking is all screwed up, so we would have to meet at Zona Rosa. Like I said, it's an outdoor shopping mall. 
Okay, so we would meet at Zona Rosa, then go to the hotel. Where should I book? I will be home and able to chat via wicker as you settle in at Zona Rosa, and I'll be leaving work early that day. I would pick you up at Zona Rosa at mm, 6.30ish. No hotel with that schedule. Okay, so I think we can stop the chat here because at this point, you know, I was like, I have this guy. He's really on the ropes here. He has given me a date, a time. He's told me how he wants to kill me, when he wants to kill me, where he wants to kill me. He's told me what he's going to do with my body afterwards. I, I feel like this is a pretty good body of evidence, right? Yeah, it is. It's all laid out. This is not fantasy. This is someone making plans. He's enticing you to come to him. And he is telling you he's going to murder you. This is way beyond the realm of anything that you could even call fantasy. This is dangerous. And I hope that our fetisher fans who are listening here take a moment to really absorb this. These are your friends in these forums. This is what they're doing in their private messages. Yeah. And I hope that they, at some point, they being the fetishers, can take a look at the work that we're doing and the things that we've been saying and how we're trying to alert the public. Because this is the very thing that we've been saying from day one, Alicia. This is dangerous. This fantasy hobby turns into wanting and needing more. And now you've got a guy here in Kansas City that's planning murder. It's so far beyond making an excuse for. There's nothing that a fetisher could say right now to defend this. Andrew wants to kill you, Alicia. Yeah, and I had to take this information and make a police report with Kansas City, Missouri. I was shaking. I called them to report this, and I'm really sad to say that they were not able to really do anything. They advised me to not show up at the Zona Rosa Barnes & Noble well, in Kansas City, duh. Missouri. Thanks for that. I mean... I don't ever want to be disrespectful to the police, but come on, Alicia. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I said, I'm scared that this man is going to end up harming somebody. If he can't murder me on Thursday, you know, it's only a matter of time before he finds somebody else to enact these plans, these fantasies with. And the officer that I spoke with said that she would definitely run a background check on him, but she couldn't really talk to me about anything else. And I said, well, if I call you on Thursday from the Zona Rosa Barnes & Noble, are you guys going to help me then? I love that. I love that you were feisty with them, but I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here because I always want to show respect to the police because we know I work so closely with them on so many levels. But at the same time, I'm just really disappointed because I feel like they should have gotten more involved and done something. I mean, this guy is planning to murder you. I will say that when I told them that I was considering showing up there on Thursday and I asked if I called them then if they would come be with me or help me, or talk to Andrew, they said, if you were a Kansas City resident, we might be able to help you. But you don't live here, so I don't think that we can do anything. It's just disappointing. We've got to change the perception from law enforcement on these types of crimes. And I think that's why this work is so important. But I do want to inform the listeners, because they didn't do anything, 
with this information. The police left us no choice. So we did the next best thing and we made a post with some of the screenshots that Alicia had from the chat and we took it to social media. We took it to the streets. <laughs> and you know what's so exciting about this? You know, you've got this huge headline that says, Attention Kansas City. And we got a reach of 30,000 shares. Just call that a success. Yeah, I'd say so. There were definitely a lot of people in Kansas City that became aware of this and they were able to see some of those things that we just read out loud to you. And I even was in contact with the security guards at the Zona Rosa Outdoor Mall. They were very, very concerned about this, that there was a murderous man in the community trying to pick up women to kill at their mall. And they've been in touch with me a few times. They're very, very nice people. I would even say more helpful than the police were in this situation. It gave me comfort to know that there were people that really did care. I mean, I was really impressed that they were willing to step up like that. They did show just sincere concern about your safety and about wanting to protect the public from this creep. So after we post this on social media, I, I go ahead and pop back into Wicker and I start back up the conversation with Andrew. And I say, hi, I hope you're having a good day. I'm thinking I might drive to you for Thursday. Well, I think we might need to reconsider that, the whole deal. I have worked hard to keep things separate and took a chance, and someone has ratted me out. Looks like Dr. Spit is going to have to shut down and retire, like he mentioned on Dark Fetishnet. I'm getting kind of old for my fantasy. So I play coy, and I say, oh... What happened? Someone made a very damaging post on my Facebook profile page, linking me to this fantasy of wanting to murder women. The fantasy has not been made a reality for 25 plus years, just by my own actions. And now, authorities and friends and family have been made aware. I cannot continue with this, this fantasy. It has to stop. It has to stop now. My dark fetish net profile and other pieces of play have to be removed from my life. The police have not yet contacted me, but others have, and the cat is out of the bag. I will be under surveillance for a while, or maybe the rest of my life. I cannot proceed with making my fantasy a reality. But, but, it's consensual. That makes it okay, right? No, society does not see it as consensual. Taking another's life is still murder. Whether they wanted it, they were mentally incompetent and needed medical assistance or not, the killer should have known that they, the deceased, were sick and needed to be treated for a brain disorder. The killer took advantage and did wrong, so the killer must be punished. The damning report said, I was a sick, sick bastard and I wanted to murder women, needs to be treated to a mental examination and may be incarcerated to keep themselves and others safe. I am so screwed. I am screwed. So I'm trying to understand. Somebody contacted you through Facebook and told you that you were sick? Who contacted you? If it wasn't the police, why do you even care? 
the contact was posted on my profile page for all to see, read, ponder. And I've been on the phone most of the day with my family who are beginning to decide if I should seek help for my fantasy. I need to let everything die. That post was there for 14 hours. Wow. I don't know your full name. What is it? What is your full name? Why? Do you want me to move this chat to a new platform? I already told you my name's Bethany. So, anyways, did you admit to your family that you want to murder someone? Look, you were the only one I shared that much detail of my personal life with. And I've had the Dark FetishNet account since 2010 or so. I was on an old site and this site. That posting was made yesterday. It is either you, a significant other, or their boyfriend or girlfriend that is jealous. So what can I do but say, nope, not going to proceed with my fantasy. Instead of standing you up and not being at the airport or the hotel, I'm saying ahead of time that it's not going to happen. I've waited this long. I will continue to wait. I might never do it because it's just fantasy. And you had such a good body, too. I know you won't forget about this idea. No, no, I won't. But when I do it, I will have to be ready to die myself. And I'm not ready for that yet. Maybe you want to throw caution to the wind and show up anyways. Be a few good days of screwing and maybe more. Dilemma. Mine. You wish to die. What would you do? Well, you let me know if you change your mind, okay? Phone calls have stopped, posting was removed, and I have changed a number of settings on Facebook. Maybe it is clear, two consenting adults inside a closed house, doing what they wish and agree to, and either of those wishes can change before the magic moment where you are meat and I am the butcher, correct? The knife blades are dull, with a sharpener in a drawer in the kitchen, with new gutting hook blades in a package in another drawer, so play can be safe. Until we decide to go further, when are you leaving Florida? Are you a sadist? Sado Masso, I think. I was so afraid of myself, I stayed to myself, if that makes sense. I guess I should have tried and then either found I was normal or ended up in prison for going too far. Were you worried that you would kill? I would love to push a needle through your mound. Would love to feel the needles go through you into me and through me back into you. Is that a sadist talking? And then he goes on to just start sending a bunch of pictures of his knives and metal spit. Oh, they're frightening. And then he says, if these toys were nearby, what would you be doing? You got quiet again. I'm still completely in shock about this whole thing. LaDonna, as you're reading this, isn't it amazing to see him so angry and saying that he can't do this and then he just flips on a dime and is like, are you going to get in the car and come here on Thursday? Yes. He was clearly so into this. Uh, he was going to do it. He's going to do it. He wants to do it. All of those things are true. I think he's incredibly dangerous and I think that I hope when people hear this episode that they become outraged and maybe frightened and see that this stuff is going on behind closed doors, maybe with your neighbor. It's in your own backyard. I mean, Alicia, this guy was, was trying to lure you to your murder. 
I still believe that he will do this. I think he will. I mean, he said some things that are pretty disturbing. One being he realizes that if he's going to follow through with this like he wants to, that he probably is going to have to kill himself after he does it. And he's just not ready to do that yet. And I believe he's saying that now. So this is like a little scare for him that has made him kind of tighten up his plan so that he can avoid jail. Yeah, he was outsmarted by the great Alicia Lockhart. And I love that. I mean, he's sitting somewhere in a dark room, probably still stewing over this. And while he stews, I want to go over the Kansas City, Missouri obscenity laws, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So there in Missouri, it is illegal to promote obscene pornography. And the meaning of promote is to manufacture, issue, sell, provide, mail, deliver, transfer, transmute, publish, distribute, circulate, disseminate, present, exhibit, or advertise, or to offer or agree to do the same by any means, including a computer. I really like the word circulate there because that would, I mean, if you share some death fetish pornography, isn't that kind of like circulating? Absolutely it? it is. So I think that, I think you're right to point that out. And the definition there in Missouri of obscene material is anything printed or written or any picture, drawing, photograph, motion picture, film, videotape or videotape production or pictorial representation or any recording or transcription or any mechanical, chemical, or electrical reproduction or stored computer data that lacks artistic value and is deemed offensive by Missouri's community standards. So yes, if old Andrew is uploading dulcet comics onto websites or sharing them on the computer, he could be charged with a misdemeanor and is punishable by less than a year of confinement. But I don't really care if it's just a misdemeanor. Good old Andrew needs to be charged with a crime. So if anyone is listening in Kansas City, Missouri, or in Missouri, please share this episode with everybody in your area. Share it with Andrew Helgeson's relatives. And if you are an officer, an FBI agent, a lawmaker in Missouri, please get in touch with us. We can give you everything we have on Andrew. We have all of this documented. It's our belief that he is a danger to the community based on what he's disclosed about himself here. So thank you so much for tuning in today, everybody. We know this was a long, heavy episode. Thank you for sticking it out with us. And if you have a moment, please go over to our website and sign our petition about enforcement of federal obscenity laws. Yes, absolutely. Just head on over to deepdarksecretspodcast.com, click on the advocacy tab, scroll down the page until you see our petition. If you'll click on that button and just put your name to that petition, that helps us because every signature helps us illustrate our point to legislators that we need law changes and enforcement. We want teeth in these federal obscenity laws. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and all other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash deep dark secrets. Sign up and you'll be able to see 
some visuals that accompany each episode.